and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on guys? Zach here. Hope you're having an amazing day. I know I haven't been with y'all in a little bit. It's been, oh man, at least a week, maybe even two weeks since we've uh, since I've recorded a podcast. So um, it's been it's been pretty wild. We just came back from an eight day trip to Iceland, and right before that, there was a, a really really intense event that we were a coach at, and I'm pretty positive I didn't record any episodes from that event all the way till now because during that event. I was absolutely and 100% totally gassed out every day, and I know I didn't record anything before or after those days. And then uh, in Iceland, I was probably intending to record some stuff, um, but just never did. And literally all I I have to do is turn on my recorder and uh, record some things, and then somebody else takes care of everything else, which is really, really nice. Um, So... I have no excuse other than actually in Iceland I have a bit of an excuse um, I wanted to take some days off like totally where I didn't think about really any business things so there was probably half my time in Iceland that was totally intentional I wasn't planning on recording new episodes um, but the other stuff before that I could have but anyway we're here now and um, hopefully you are having an awesome day so Iceland by the way is super super cool uh, I'll talk more about it maybe at a different episode um, I wanted to kind of cover a few things that were further away than Iceland is, um, further back, so that I don't really forget them. So I want to talk about running your own, you know, workshop or event or things like that. So uh, one of our one of our products actually has a workshop attached to it. And um, this particular workshop that we did was not ours. Like it wasn't our, uh, wasn't our thing. It was someone else's. Um, it was, it was, it was run by a guy who's a pretty big name in the marketing space. You would very likely know his name for sure. Um, and he basically sold the workshop, and and then another guy put it on as well. So is this guy and another guy like a joint venture deal, and they put it on. So, uh, like I said, very recognizable names uh, in the marketing world that put this on. Uh, the guy, one of the guys who partnered to make the event happen, is a multi seven figure earner in network marketing, and so. What the 
what the deal was, it was a $10,000 per seat workshop. So 10, 10 grand a business to come at the workshop. It was held at a $9 million mansion uh, on the coast uh, in Southern California. And it was a three-day event. And what, what the deliverable was is that people would basically get the foundation of a uh, what could be a really big business, a million or multiple million dollar business in you know, their niche, be it network marketing or be it something else. And so what you're basically, what these people were walking away with was a functional funnel that could either sell a low ticket product or could um, bring in applications for a high ticket sale. So the reason that we got brought in is because half of the people at the workshop, I think there was 11 or 12 businesses in total, Half of them, we were uh, network marketing people, and to my knowledge, they had no uh, network marketing uh, expert <laughs> up until like a few weeks before the event. Um, and what's funny is like even if you have a network marketing expert, that doesn't mean they're good at doing network marketing with online marketing, with funnels and stuff. Like, like I said before in other episodes, I think there's only a few people on the planet that are really effective at it. Um, so there's a pretty small pool to choose from. And we were super grateful that we got uh, got called and that we accepted to do it, and it was it was a lot of fun. And we we got to help these six or seven business owners really uh, really dial in on some stuff. So it was super cool. It was super intense. I mean, it was so intense as far as how much work that that we put in. Uh, the first day was all strategy for the most part. Got everyone's strategy built out. You know, since there really was no other network marketing. Uh, funnel folks there. Uh, like I basically handled those six or seven businesses on my own, and they ranged from anywhere from you know low six-figure earners to multiple seven figures, um, and that was pretty sweet. Then, um, uh, well, actually, the the multi-seven-figure guys went with someone else for a little while, um, so I really kind of handled all the like six-figure people because um, there was like a bunch of them. And then, uh, then the next day we really started building stuff out, and the last day was like tying it all together. Um, and then uh, one of the one of the guys actually took the majority of the copywriting, which was really nice for me because usually I'm the copy guy. So there's another guy who is excellent copywriter, and he took the majority of the copywriting for the ads and stuff. But essentially, what happened is there was this massive bottleneck at the end, and this dude ended up having to like write ads till like midnight the last day. We were all there just cranking stuff out, and he was he was definitely working the hardest, the longest, um, just because everything kind of converged on the ads at the very end, which was totally nuts. Um, I ended up writing an entire, like, not a long form, but it's like a medium form. I mean, it would be technically considered a long form sales letter out of nowhere for somebody. It was just wild. And um, I tell you all that because, number one, it's kind of fun. Uh, we were really, you know, thankful and blessed to do it. Um, I made some really good connections coming out of it, like some really strong, uh, you know, multi-seven-figure earners. The the guy who ran the event, of course, it was great to be like, more on his radar than before which is super fun. And then I think we're actually going to be doing uh, another workshop with the one of the guys that helped run it, which would be cool too. Um, but the, the biggest thing that I wanted to share with you right now is revolving around running events, uh, running a workshop, I should say, not necessarily an event, but running a workshop, because we're going to be running some uh, very soon here, because it's tied to one of the products that we are selling. And there was just some interesting parts about this workshop that I think were really, really good. And there were parts that were like, holy crap, we need to improve this big time. So 
let's talk about the ones that are like, wow, this needs to get improved like immediately. So the first thing is just organization. Um, you know, for, for whatever reason, the organization was just not really that on point. Um, one thing that the, the organizer or the person that really led this whole event is great at doing is he's really good at trusting you and your thing. So he really just trusted like me, for instance, to do my thing with the network marketers. He really trusted the copywriter. Like this is the copy guy. He's doing the copy. So he's really good at that. But it got, it was so intense to the point where there was really, there was some really, it, it was hard to organize because for instance, I strategized with the six or seven people that I told you I did. And what happened is I would strategize them and build them the funnel or I would build them their strategy. Then they'd go into funnel building mode and then they'd start going and recording videos. And someone was up there coaching, coaching someone on videos and they'd be like, oh no, don't say that. Say this, it's better. And what they would inadvertently do is basically record the wrong video. So I would say, hey, I want you to go record a video for, you know, uh, like a training video, like for a lead magnet, right? I want you to go to tr- record a training video. And then when the video trainer is up there with the guy, he's thinking that he's supposed to be recording an ad video. And so he's, so he's like scrapping everything that I wrote down for this person. He's like helping him record an ad. And then they come back down with me, to me, with this, you know, brilliantly shot, edited, edited video that's nothing that I asked for. And now we have to either reshoot the video, which is incredibly difficult um, with that amount of time, or we have to totally revamp the process into something that I've never personally tested. <laughs> so that happened, um, I think, three times. Uh, one of the times was that sales letter thing where like the strategy got completely flipped on its back without my knowledge. And the guy came to me and said, hey, cool, this is what I've got. And then I'm like, holy crap, the only option here is either you re-record everything or rewrite you a sales letter. And <laughs> so I ended up sitting down for like five hours and just like pounding the sales letter out. And uh, like literally my eyes were like, yeah, I don't even know. They were like saucers by the time it was over. Um, totally, totally nuts. So from an organizational standpoint, it was not really that strong. And I wished it was a little stronger. Um, because what the result is, is some people got some really, really good stuff right there when they're when they're leaving, which is amazing. That's what was the goal. And then some people like we have to do follow up work after the event, which is never what you want to do with a workshop, you want to be done at the event. And so does the student. So uh, what that led to is some people needing to get follow up work and, and stuff like that because of that you know, that kind of disjointed organization. Um, you know, the, the coaches thankfully have a really, really good heart and they're not like leaving people out to dry. Like, sorry, you know, it's the third day and we're done. Like they're finishing and going to give everyone what they, what they, you know, invested in, which is, which makes me really, really happy and glad to be associated, uh, with them. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it could have been organized a little bit better. So this is a good lesson for me to know that when I go run a workshop that I have to really be on point with this. The second thing is that there really wasn't any one chief. There was four chiefs and, uh, three of them were meddling in each other's business where they shouldn't be. So for instance, like for the network marketing people, um, there was, there should have been one core strategist. I mean, even like if it was me, great. Um, like that's how I was acting. I thought I was the strategist. And so I made the strategy and then everyone follows the strategy. But what was happening is other people 
like, you know, that was in charge of copy or maybe pulling out information or video or whatever, were changing the strategy mid, mid in the middle, and then it was causing all the issues I just explained. But if we had one chief, it would have worked, even if it was not me, even if it was someone else. Just one chief is what we would need for each, each, for each person. Um, so someone to really quarterback or quarterback the play or getting all four chiefs to agree in the beginning and then going forward, which leads back to organization. So for the next one um, that this other guy is running that I mentioned, um, that's the stuff that we talked about. Like, hey, dude, like we need to organize better. And like, you know, he's he's a really, really strong strategist as well. And this is his event. So I'm like, you need to be the chief. Like you need to be the strategist. You strategize with, with everyone essentially. And then we basically execute. Um, because that right there, like if you can, if you fix the strategy or excuse me, you fix the, fix the organization and you fix the chief thing, like almost every issue that we ran into would be, would be nullified. We probably could have pounded everyone's out in three days versus three days plus a few weeks to like kind of go back and fix stuff. Right. Um, and especially cause like we went to Iceland right after that. So like it was really hard to communicate with us to like on, on that kind of thing. So anyway, good lessons to learn that we know for our workshops and um, I'm sharing them with you that hopefully you know if you ever run one you know this too um, some stuff that I was surprised about um, that was actually really good <clears throat> you know whenever I've written a, a sales letter or anything in the past um, it's always taken me a long time like we've got a sales letter that is doing the majority of our uh, sales right now and that particular sales letter took me probably a month to write. Now, contrast that with the sales that I wrote in five hours. Now, the one I took a month to write, is it longer? Is it better? Yes. But the one that I wrote in five hours, I mean, it's way shorter. But from a effectiveness standpoint, it probably is 80% effective as to what I wrote in a month. So literally in five hours. Now, granted, if I if I need, if I like took the same length, it probably would have taken me, you know, three times that long. Probably would take me fifteen hours. So two two full blown crazy work days or three very full days. So in like three very full days, I probably could have written a sales letter that's eighty percent as effective as our current sales letter. But I could have written in three days instead of a month, and I could have probably got eighty percent of the effectiveness out of it. And that was a big thing for me because. I used to be a really, really fast action taker, like like always in action mode. And then I realized I wasn't getting results, so I started to think more, and I started to think about my action. I started to be a really big thinker, slower on the action, but strong on the strategy. And I got, I started to get really good results, but I was, I was slow um, in my implementation. So if I was building a new funnel, it might take me a month to build a funnel. Whereas, um, you know, some people could build it in a few days. And the reason it took me a long time is because I, was, I, was, I really wanted to make sure it would work, right? And what I found out is like, okay, I'm at the point now where I've done this funnel thing for network marketing for long enough to where I pretty much know the answer. 80% of the time, I'm going to get the right answer like the first, the first try. Like literally the first try, I'm probably going to get the answer right 80% of the time. Not necessarily like with split testing crap. Like that's not what I mean. I'm talking about like with, with, with strategic stuff, right? Or what kind of funnel should be run that kind of stuff. Like I'm probably going to get it right the majority of the time, the first time. And once I, if I give it a little bit of thought, you know, I'll probably be able to craft a good sales message for network marketing. Like I'm going to get 80% of my effectiveness out within the first couple hours. And then the rest of it is just going to get the 80% to the 100% effectiveness, right? The, the law of diminishing returns. And so I've learned this about myself. I'm like, wow, like 
I think I've done this enough that I could actually I could get a lot faster, right? Like I could personally launch more funnels for myself. I could actually coach more people because, you know, a lot of times when when we're coaching people, they're like I, I'm letting like this has actually been always been a, been a problem for me for a while. Like I'll let them talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and really like tell me about all their issues and problems and things, which is good. It's a good listening skill to have. But a lot of times, like I knew what they needed the first three minutes they were talking, and I let them talk for twenty. And if I do that ten times a day, that's you know that's multiple, multiple, multiple hours that I'm wasting where I could be helping more people. And now, of course, I'm you know we still need to build relationships and things like that, but. The point is, like within three minutes of someone usually telling me their issue with a, with a funnel or something, I typically know the answer. And 20 minutes later, they're still talking. They're finally done talking. And it's still the same answer I thought of in the first 90 seconds or whatever that is. And so I thought like, wow, like from a coaching perspective, I'm actually a much more effective coach than I originally thought. Um, and I've, I've always felt like, I've, well, not always, but... I felt, especially the past few years, that I'm an effective coach, um, but I have had a trouble balancing the time I've spent coaching with someone with the effectiveness, if that makes sense. So, like, yes, I might be effective, but it might t- it takes me a long time to be effective, typically because I let someone ramble on forever. Um, I've, I know, because I'm like trying to gather more info, trying to build rapport and stuff like that. But if someone is paying you to coach them, like, yes, you need to build rapport, but that rapport was already built and now it's coach time. And like, yes, you have to make them feel good. But the reason that you're going to make them feel good is because they're getting some really good stuff out. And so, yeah, I think, I think people kind of bounce back and forth on the scale. A lot of people that are naturally a A type personality, they tend to be on the extreme side where they're like, you know, oh, I know exactly what you need. I'm going to prescribe you a medicine before you even really tell me what your ailment is. And that's really annoying. And that's probably where I was in the beginning of my business. Then I moved to the total opposite end, which is like, I literally just listen forever. And, you know, I'm not really second guessing my prescription for you, but I'm, you know, almost, I'm almost telling it to you in such a non-persuasive way that you might not even take my prescription. Um, and then kind of coming coming back to more of a center zone in there where, you know, you're like, hey, like, this is it. I'm very confident in this because I've seen this a thousand times. This is what you need to do. And um, and kind of like owning that. So anyway, just a couple little lessons that I learned from this this workshop and uh, hopefully learn some stuff from them too. So anyway, uh, that's it for today. Next time, we'll probably talk to you a bit about Iceland trip, how we... Uh, actually, or why we actually went there, and it was totally nuts. We actually went there for a basically like a networking event, uh, essentially, and it was totally, totally nuts. The we were by far the dumbest people in the room. Um, <laughs> it was by a really, really well-known uh, online marketer. Somehow we got in his good graces, and he's kind of like a quasi mentor to us. There was hundred millionaires, or like hundred millionaires, you know, uh, like they make hundreds of millions. I'm pretty sure there was billionaires in the room. There was some crazy level scientists there. The guy who cracked the code on the cardiac rhythm. The, the guy who, make pay, who made pacemakers possible back in the 60s. He was there. And there's only 60 people there. We were one of 60 people. And these are some of the people that were there. So we were by far the biggest morons 
in the room. It was totally nuts, but super blessed to be there. That was one of the days we were in Iceland, and the rest of the time we kind of hung out. But anyway, I'll tell you more about that event and some of our Iceland journey uh, next time. But for now, hopefully you have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.